Amen. Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the Common English Bible. Our first reading is from Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. My son, accept my words and store up my commands. Turn your ear toward wisdom and stretch your mind toward understanding. Call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. Seek it like silver. Search for it like hidden treasure. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He reserves ability for those with integrity. He is a shield for those who live a blameless life. He protects the paths of justice and guards the way of those who are loyal to him. Then you will understand righteousness and justice as well as integrity, every good course. Wisdom will enter your mind and knowledge will fill you with delight. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will protect you. Wisdom will rescue you from the evil path, from people who twist their words. They forsake the way of integrity and go on obscure paths. They enjoy doing evil, rejoicing in their twisted evil. Their paths are confused. They get lost on their way. Our next reading is from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 5. My brothers and sisters, think of the various tests you encounter as occasions for joy. After all, you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let this endurance complete its work so that you may be fully mature, complete, and lacking nothing. But anyone who needs wisdom should ask a God, whose very nature is to give everyone is to give to everyone without a second thought, without keeping score. Wisdom will certainly be given to those who ask. Our final reading is from Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Each year his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to their custom. After the festival was over, they were returning home, but the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't know it. Supposing that he was among their band of travelers, they journeyed on for a full day while looking for him among their family and friends. When they didn't find Jesus, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple. He was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and putting questions to them. Everyone who heard him was amazed by his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were shocked. His mother said, Child, why have you treated us like this? Listen, your father and I have been worried. We've been looking for you. Jesus replied, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he said to them. Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother cherished every word in her heart. Jesus matured in wisdom and years and in favor with God and with people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this week, as we continue in our series about means of grace, we come to study. And we come to study after talking about prayer and fasting. And part of that is because fasting is one of the ways that we can give ourselves time to study, which is important to have. And prayer helps us to get in the right mindset. It's important that we begin any time of study with prayer, so that we are not just staring at words on a page, or not just thinking, but that we are asking that Scripture be opened to us and revealed to us, and that something more is shown to us. 
I think that's an important thing to remember. When we study, we aren't just there for memorization. In fact, sometimes I will change up which version I'm reading so that I'm presented with the words in a different way than I'm used to seeing them to see what other meaning I may find and what other ways I might see it. And sometimes just to make sure I'm not getting hung up on memorizing phrases. Now, of course, there are times that you'll want to memorize, especially if you're studying to strengthen yourself. It helps to have those scripture passages that you memorize that become part of you. However, it's also important that we study so that we may grow. And we see the importance of study in some of our readings for today. In our gospel reading for today, when Jesus goes with his family up to Jerusalem for the Passover festival, and he's 12, that they head back and they lose him. And I'm sure any parent is reading that and going, yep, yep, that, that happens. And so when they go to find him, they return, and they find him in the temple. And everyone who heard him was amazed by his understanding and his answers. And it is the same that Jesus matured in wisdom and years and in favor with God and with people. And, you know, I can't help but think that some of that maturing is understanding that disappearing from your parents just so that you can end up in the temple is not a mature way to handle things. But, I wanted to look at Jesus being there. The idea that he was there surrounded by elders and that he was giving answers to questions, but he was also listening, sitting among teachers. And there's this idea of a discourse going on. But the surprise isn't that he's just dictating to them and they're all standing there amazed, but that they're debating back and forth because he's taking in what they have to offer. And though he's very knowledgeable himself, he's also surrounded by people that are very knowledgeable who had dedicated much time to study. And I, I like that it ends with this idea that he matures in wisdom and in years because that's something we all strive for. And that idea of wisdom is something that is echoed throughout Scripture. But a great example is from Proverbs. Proverbs talks about wisdom and understanding as some of the best things we can strive for. And one of the ways that we can gain that is through study. In many ways, having wisdom and understanding is greater than any sort of wealth you could have because it opens up the door to much, much more than wealth can. And part of that, as we see in our reading from Proverbs today, is discovering knowledge of God and being able to understand God the best that we can. And that's a big part of what study is for us. The other part is that becoming knowledgeable and becoming wise also helps us to, as Proverbs says, understand righteousness and justice as well as integrity. It helps us to be honest because it keeps us on an honest path. Wisdom helps us to recognize trouble. Our third reading for today from James talks about being tested and that faith produces endurance and that one of the things that we need for that is wisdom. And whoever seeks God 
God gives wisdom to. Sounds like a pretty good deal. And that wisdom is something that's very important in the way that we handle our lives. Because too often we get caught up. And there's this, this idea that God will provide, God will provide, God will provide. It's not for me to know. The problem is that, yes, God will provide. But we don't know what God will provide. There's times when we say that because we can't know. And that's okay. Sometimes there's just things that we aren't going to find out. But there's also a tendency to want to say it when we could know. When knowledge is within our grasp. But it means taking responsibility for finding out. Now, one of the things that people might get hung up on when we begin to talk about study is what that means. And it can mean multiple things. First and foremost, it would be studying the scriptures. And that's because in them lies all the knowledge necessary for salvation. It's everything that you need to be able to be the best you can be. Now, the problem is that it's not always straight forward. It would be much easier if it was. And that's because in them lies all sorts of things. We like to think of the Bible as sort of a manual for life. And though there are rules lined up and things set out, much of the Bible is not a manual, but a story to help us gain wisdom because it's a story about people struggling to find a way to do the right thing. And the Bible is filled with flawed people making mistakes. It's full of people having disagreements and arguments, even on some of the things that we would think are most important. There's still disagreement. And we see it throughout. There are disputes in Israel all the time. Disputes between different tribes. Disputes between people. Sometimes disputes between the people and the leadership. Sometimes between rival leaders. And understanding those disputes and those problems and how they solve them gives us a greater understanding of how we should solve our own. Or, as the case may be, things we should Avoid. But we have to have the wisdom to be able to see them, to understand them, to study them so that they become part of what we do and know. Now, one of the other things that we have to do with study is you have to be able to study with others. It doesn't mean all your study has to be with others, but it helps to bounce ideas off or to say, you know, this part kind of tripped me up. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be learning here. And so when we have a mind for study, it's that we clear our head and we get into that space where we say, I'm wanting to know more. And I want it to be opened up to me and I want to know what the message is. And this is important, especially when we are reading the Gospels. The Gospels are full of parables. And occasionally the disciples ask what the parables mean because they're unsure. And if they're unsure, you can feel a little better about saying, you know, with, this is a little confusing. I'm not sure what's going on here. 
It's a nice reminder that sometimes things are not always so easy. And when we study in a group, we have other people to help us. Know it that there are also going to be issues that there's multiple layers of understanding in Scripture. One would be understanding the text as it was originally written, in its original form by itself. That if you read one of the prophets, they wrote with a purpose for a people around them. And so we start with that original context. But then we have the fact that there's interlinking stories and that there's interlinking themes that run throughout the whole Bible. Ideas of forgiveness, of God's mercy and grace, of love, of charity, what it means to be human, what it means to follow God. When we do as Proverbs says, and we try to gain wisdom, and we try to get understanding, we do it so that we will know God better. It's also going to mean that we do our best to understand the world around us, God's creation. And one of the ways that we can do that is, again, through study. Both study of Scripture, but also in study of ideas that people have gained through Scripture. There are plenty of people that have written about and tried to interpret Scripture. And it's good to understand those. Now, sometimes you might think, well, I need to be pointed exactly to what I should be reading and what I shouldn't because I don't want to get the wrong ideas. I don't want to go down the wrong path. However, there's a little bit of discernment that goes with that. One of the interesting things about studying is that it doesn't mean that you just study the people who have right thinking. When we look at a lot of the early church, there is a lot of writings that are, well, responses to other people's ideas that they are rejecting, a defense of their stance, an apologetic, one might say. And you can learn a lot about these by understanding the other side of the argument. Because most of the points they make are to tear down that argument, but if you don't know what the argument is, you're not sure what exactly they're arguing against. Now, this can happen a lot with Scripture, and that's because there's so much that's open to interpretation. And those of you that studied Revelation with me will know that there can be a lot of different opinions about what Scripture means. Lots. Now, this might lead you to say, well, if there's so much disagreement, how can we ever hope to gain any sort of understanding? How can a mind for study open up the doors to anything? Now, here's the thing, guys. When we're opening ourselves up to that and working on that, when we let ourselves be open to new ideas and open to the spirit that guides us and leads us open to Christ opening our eyes and our ears, opening our minds, just like he did for those that walked with him on the road to Emmaus. God can open us up to things we didn't see before. And it's important because if we can keep an open mind while trying to learn more about God, we don't become closed off and start rejecting things simply because they don't fit in with our current picture. Of course, there will be ideas we reject, that's natural. But we reject them not because we don't like them, but because they don't fit in with the image of God that we are given.
There's an entire church history of rejecting ideas that don't fit in with what Scripture teaches. But if you don't understand the ideas, you might not understand if you end up with an idea that runs contrary to Scripture. And that can be a problem. Now, you might be worried you're going to run into controversies. And I promise you, you will. You might worry that you run into concepts that are too hard to grasp. And you will. We are always going to run into people who have different ideas. Wherever you are, you probably know somebody close to you that has a different idea than you about certain parts of Scripture and certain ways that God acts. Wisdom lets us understand them. Seeking knowledge helps us to be able to take those in and process them and decide whether or not those ideas fit. When you look at it from a Wesleyan method, we can use the Wesleyan quadrilateral, as it's called, to look at Scripture as our main source, and we use our reason, our experience, and our tradition in order to better evaluate and understand it. Because tradition often builds us up with an understanding of how people that have come before us have understood it, and how has it been passed down to us and why? Reason can help us see if something seems to be contradictory, how it can fit in. If we get two contradictory messages in Scripture, how do we rectify them? And we study and we learn and we grow, both in our understanding as people and we grow closer to God because we gain a deeper understanding of how His creation works. And we mesh those ideas together by understanding the multiple facets of God in creation and God in our lives. And when we apply experience to all of it, it helps us to understand our relationship to it all. We often undercount our experience. Because we think that everything we're supposed to know will be written down and handed to us. And some things we understand better because of the way we have lived it. And we bring that to study, and we especially bring it when we share those ideas with others, and we study again together. These are all important things, and the reason that study becomes such an important part of our Christian life is that it helps us to better understand everything. Everything. It shows us how to be honest in our daily lives, how to reject falsehoods, how to reject false teachings. That if we're able to understand how Christ came into the world to free us from sin and death, we have to understand what all of that means. If we are going to tell others about life everlasting, we have to have an idea of what that means. If we are going to understand anything about what it means to say that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again, we need to be able to explain those things so that they relate for our own sake and for others. Because we can be the gateway for others to enter into study themselves. We can be the door that opens up, that leads people into a path that takes them to a closer relationship with God, that will help people to turn away from the things causing problems in their lives. Study helps us to turn away from the things that we don't want to be doing because we better understand our own relationship with Christ. We are aided in all those things through study. And we do that through fasting. We do it through prayer. And we do all of those things wrapped in together. 
that we pray that God will guide us and lead us. We set aside the time to be able to understand it, and we humbly and earnestly seek that knowledge so that we may gain wisdom. That we pray that we will have a mind for study so that we may understand it better, understand ourselves better, and understand God better. There's a lot more that can be said for study. And we may come back and have a whole series just about how we study and look at those different aspects of the Wesleyan quadrilateral. But for today, today I want you to take away the idea that study is an important part of Christian life because it does help us to grow closer to God. Because the more that we understand about God's will, the more we can do it. The more we understand about God's love, the better we can share it. The more we understand about Christ's sacrifice, the more that we can help others experience it. We gain wisdom to share wisdom, and we gain it through having a mind for study. So I encourage each of you, if you're already taking the time to study, good for you. Maybe take a little bit more time to study, but keep doing it. If you don't regularly study, find a time. Make the time. Even if it's just listening to scripture and pondering it, that's something. Something that helps you grow. Something that helps to build up your relationship with God. So take the knowledge that has been provided for you. Take it and use it well so that you may study as a means of grace to build a closer relationship with God the Father, with Christ the Son, revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. Amen.